Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. As we look back on a massive news week with a very special lineup, Maldrasina will chat showbiz comedian Adam Rosenbach's talk sports, and author and podcaster Bridget Husswaite talks music. <laughs> exactly. Great lineup. And gee, what a week it's been. International Day of Yoga. International T shirt day. World Giraffe Day. World Rainforest Day. Bring your dog to work day. Which means it is National Strawberry Rhubarb Pie Day. That doesn't sound like an Australian thing. Comes around quicker and quicker every year, doesn't it? International Slow News Week. Yes. Uh, we have to start, though, with the big story. Russian rebellion, the mercenary leader behind an attempted coup exiled. How you could own a zoo. I think we'll stick with Russia. We will stick with Russia. And, gee, it's a big story. Our top story, the armed rebellion in Russia. What was their second story? Well, the idea of spreading human poo on paddocks <laughs> may seem a bit off-putting. Stage a coup... Buy a zoo and spread a poo. That's, that's this week. Oh, yeah. This is an incredible story. The attempted Russian rebellion over the weekend. Let's get the latest from our reporter on the ground. Russian mercenary rebels appear to have taken control of a second town now as their apparent mutiny gathers momentum. <laughs> yeah, we're losing momentum. We might come back. Still more responsive than the Combat Cap, though, so well done. <laughs> that report, eh? Oh, so, so Russia is fine, but Combank is too soon? <laughs> it's Combank. Um, oh, right. What are reporters in Russia saying about the revolution? If there's a revolution in Moscow, I'm going to get very drunk. OK, great. <laughs> Do wet July. Yes. Yeah. Incredible developments over the weekend. Every major news outlet covered the challenge to Putin's presidency. The Today Show covered a different challenge. Oh, I'm not sure what's going on. We'll see you soon. Oh. <laughs> Let's get the latest now in <laughs> Russia. Just after the dance dance revolution. Yes. Look, at this stage, uh, major developments. I guess the question we're all asking is... How many Cadbury cream eggs are produced per hour at the Bourneville factory, <laughs> Diane? The Russian rebellion <laughs> is a major story. And leaders from around the world are following developments closely. Tim, leaders from around the world are following <laughs> the developments closely. Yeah, that's what I just said, Mike. <laughs> News broke, news channels scrambled to find experts. Sam Armstrong, who is an international relations expert, and Lacey Butcher, who uh, isn't. Great. <laughs> so this all started with the rebel mercenary army. What was their name? Wagner. 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 Wagner high strength zinc on 20 tablets to support your immunity. <laughs> to help you with your diplomatic immunity. <laughs> soldiers. Full of vitamin KGB. <laughs> the soldiers were on the streets. Heavily armed paramilitary in the streets, one wearing a toy, perhaps to calm local children. <laughs> the grenade is less calming. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you pull the right string on the yes. toy. <laughs> so the Wagner group is led by Yevgeny Prigozhin. What do we know about him? Convicted of robbery and fraud, as a young man, Prigozhin spent almost a decade behind bars before becoming a hot dog salesman. <laughs> He's now doing sausage sizzles at Belarus Bunnings, by the way, so good luck to him. What, what, what more do 
do we know? This guy used to sell sausage rolls yeah. in Leningrad. Yes. Is it hot dogs or is it sausage rolls? The spread of misinformation on this <laughs> is unbelievable. Surely Prigozhin now, he's in real trouble. But I can't see how President Putin could ever again trust Yevgeny Prigozhin. It's rather like the owner of an attack dog of a Rottweiler or of a, um, you know, really um, tough dog. Yes. <laughs> It was a bring your dog metaphor to work today. <laughs> the latest news is that Yevgeny Prigozhin is headed to Belarus. Where have the Wagner Group ended up? Wagner, exclusively <laughs> at King's Warehouse. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it'll all work out for the mercenary leader? No, so he'll be assassinated. Okay. You have to be careful about what he's eating and drinking. That's the Russian style of getting rid of people. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little too happy about that, yeah. by the way. <laughs> latest from Nines, Peter Overton. I oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't have a glass of water and it's gone down the wrong way. <clears throat> Excuse me, I do apologise. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't worry, guys, I was just Novichok. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what's next for Vladimir Putin? Well, there are reports he has gone into hiding with the help of a brand new Channel 10 show. <laughs> Undisclosed location, location, location. Looks good. Thanks to Mitch and Markov for helping us out with that one there. <laughs> At the end of the day, the question everyone's asking is... John, what does this mean for President Putin's hold on power? John, what does this mean for President Putin's hold on power? John, what does this mean for President Putin's hold on power? John, what does this mean for President Putin's hold on power? John, what does this mean for President Putin's hold on power? John, what does this mean for President Putin's hold on power? What about John's hold on power? <laughs> Start a group chat. Yes. Uh, not the only question. How many Cadbury cream eggs are produced per hour at the Bourneville factory? This is an incredible story. The Putin-Progrosian breakaway. But not the only big breakaway this week. Well, the Merry Valley Rattler has now officially <laughs> parted ways with Gimpy Council. <laughs> There's a coup led by the Fat Controller, I believe. <laughs> we will have updates. Yeah, well, back home, but yes. still staying with Russia. And this week saw a diplomat squatting on the site of a proposed Russian embassy. The man living in a demountable with power and plumbing, emerging only to smoke and collect food deliveries. So Uber Eats bag inside another Uber Eats bag inside another Uber Eats bag. <laughs> Look, it's a very delicate diplomatic situation, mm. best handled by... Barnaby Joyce. Just turn the power off, <laughs> yeah, let him sit out the front, smoking bungers. <laughs> Moving on now, and look, at times like this, we could all use a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there now? It's the Sunrise Power Audit Team. <laughs> the Sunrise Power Audit Team who? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Well, and an Englishman, an Irishman, and the Sunrise Power Audit Team walk into a bar. Let's get a check of finance. 713 million chickens slaughtered in Australia over the past year, or 75 billion worldwide. And that's finance. That's depressing. <laughs> that's depressing. What happened to the Dow Jones? Yeah, don't we check the Nasdaq? The no. ASX and the KFC. Yes. <laughs> um, the cost of living crisis, it's hitting some businesses hard. You can count on this Ramsgate Christmas shop for festive cheer, but the gift of good business has been particularly difficult to deliver. We've had the shop for about yeah, 28 years. At the moment, it's, it's really tough. It's June. <laughs> <laughs> It will pick up. It will pick up. <laughs> Sammy 
e-shoppers are finding savings, though. I bought the home brand. It's, it's about $4 every dollar count in my pocket. I can see you got your crumpets though, it's a little a little treat. A treat. <laughs> I see you got crumpet money, you hypocrite. Better <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the crumpets. Better enjoy the crumpets. At the end of the day, I guess the question is John, what does this mean for President Putin's hold on power? Exactly. We've got to take a break back with more on the cheap seats. Been a big week of big events, Mel. The Russian rebellion, the state of origin. Not to mention the tenth nude solstice swing. Yes. The tenth. They're celebrating a decade. Um, <laughs> beautiful. Thank you very much. Yes, the tenth nude solstice swim. It marks the start of Shrinkage Awareness Week. <laughs> In Tasmania. Yes, in the end of Dark Mofo. Thankfully, it was all blurred for TV. Hitting the water. <laughs> the air temperature was colder than many previous years. Well, okay, all right. <laughs> Ran out of pixels. Sadly, one flipped flip through the cracks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, what happened afterwards? No, it was fantastic. Afterwards, it was chased to the charcoal. I wonder how they lit that fire, by the way. <laughs> That's from 7 News, Mel. It's not all ass cheeks, it's serious news. 7 News exclusives. The one source where the true meaning of exclusive is delivered every night. The true meaning of exclusive. Let's take a look at one of those exclusives. For 23 years, she's watched over Milton Road from the window of the old <laughs> Twilight police station. You see people's faces on buses as they go past, beaming, looking to see what she's wearing. <laughs> a mannequin dressed as a nun. The true meaning of exclusive. The true meaning of exclusive. Moving on, and let's head to the Red Centre. The annual Alice Springs Beanie Festival. Mm-hmm. Well, the, it's been a big week. The <laughs> Alice Springs Beanie Festival yes. and News Breakfast got into the spirit. And now, I've um, gone through and uh, checked out to see which beanies I think would be really perfect for the News Breakfast team. Yeah. Uh, I spent a lot of time doing that. <laughs> oh, oh, no! Oh, no! no. We left in Have we got James back? Oh, oh, we've lost the switch. No! Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Moving on now, and let's head to Victoria. Melbourne has rocketed back onto the podium in the world's most livable city rankings. Yes, big news for Melbourne, the world's most livable city rankings. What part of the podium? You've come to... The third best city, remember? Yeah. Wow. wow. Third best city. The third most livable city, or in other words... We've been able to move from the world's most locked-down city to the world's most livable city in terms of number three. <laughs> the world's most livable city in terms of number three. Yeah. The world's biggest city in terms of 80th. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you're watching Channel 10, the world's top network in terms of number four. Yeah. Uh, Company. We're moving on, and it's been a big week in the world of Lotto this week, which means we have... <laughs> quite a Lotto to get through. We've got quite a Lotto to get through. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Seeing quite a Lotto of, of complaints as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
This is our segment where we unpack the big week in the world of Powerball. And this week, Powerball jackpotted to a whopping $100 million. That's <laughs> what we spent on that graphic, actually. <laughs> but it was won by one lucky man in Sydney, yes. and he reacted as you'd expect. He erupted into fits of hysterical laughter, and he also had to slap himself across the face several times. <laughs> he, won, to do that. he won the biggest jackpot in terms of third division. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> look, it's, it's a happy story for the winner. For every fairy tale, there are just as many tales of woe. People that don't know what to do with their fortunes and spend it all on useless stuff. Hard to imagine. <laughs> a massive amount of money, $100 million. To put your potential winnings into perspective, $100 million will buy you 13 million Big Macs. Wow. <laughs> what else could you spend your $100 million on? $100 million? Buy a hell of a lot of pinball machines. Okay. <laughs> Of course, the big question on Lotto Night is... Who would you share your prize with if you won Division 1? You might have to have all your loved ones over for a summer barbecue if you won tonight to celebrate. Can I come? No. <laughs> That's Oz Lotto presenter Chris Parsons, Mel, and he's got some other ideas. What would you do if you got that million-dollar feeling tonight? Travel the world, buy a new home, buy me a new home. Well, I don't... Just an idea. <laughs> That is Chris Parsons. He does great work. Although I'm a bit worried about Chris. How would you celebrate if you won Division 1 tonight? Travel the world, pay off the house, pay off my house. They're just ideas. <laughs> Are they paying him? <laughs> I didn't realise the lotto money came out of Chris's personal finance account. And that was... Yes. Quite a lotto to get through. Quite a lot of other news that we have got to get through as well, by the way. The other big news this week, State of Origin. Queensland won the men's and women's series. A win that was predicted by many. The Meerkats chose Maroon Mealworms. <laughs> Dreamworld Tigers make an origin prediction. A police dog's pick for tonight's origin game. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, tons of cocaine has made its way through the yeah. airport. <laughs> Look, in terms of predicting origin, you've got to go to an expert. Billabong Sanctuary's resident punting croc, Krakatoa, made the most of his early morning feed, casting his origin prediction. But it was a controversial vote, with the five-metre salty backing the sky blues. Rangers say the reptile is usually very reliable. <laughs> He's now a very reliable purse. Yes. Uh, he, he also made a... <laughs> Sorry. He also made a prediction for the Ashes by eating an English backpacker, so... <laughs> Look, one thing was for sure. It was clear, too big, too strong in a jersey that turns men into giants. That's a camera angle that turns men into giants, <laughs> I think. Nine News Gold Coast were clear on who they were supporting. Well, I'll be choosing Maroon, obviously. That's a good choice, Eva, because I too will be choosing Maroon. Oh, no! <laughs> what are you wearing? I was supposed to be wearing Maroon. Better. <laughs> And the silver logie goes to... <laughs> Look, it doesn't just stop with clothes on Origin Night. When State of Origin rolls around, Love Day's quality meats turns maroon and blue. I don't think those are quality meats. No. Uh... The old Smurf and Turf, by the way. Um, Channel 9's Mike Dalton, he got close to the fans. Mate, you are fostering the next generation of blues fans. Oh, you got to breed quality? Yeah. Oh, mate, I love the way you said that. <laughs> I also love the way he called HR, by the way. <laughs> the women's state of origin was also a big yes. talking point, getting the full attention of the Today Show. Series which is 
uh, high uh, quality and, and very intense. So uh, there's some big discussions coming uh, ahead for sure. You okay there, Bernie? Have you spotted a plane or something up there to your left? <laughs> ah, just a couple of possums up in the truck. <laughs> they were female possums, so he was supporting, yeah. <laughs> Do we, do we know what he was actually looking at? For 23 years, <laughs> she's watched over the two years. We have to take a break. Back with more on the Chief Chief all things showbiz to take us through it all. Would you please welcome to the desk our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM, it's Mel Tresino! <laughs> What have you been watching this week? Well, after the raging success that was my brand new segment, <laughs> it's backed by popular demand. <laughs> Mal Tresina's million dollar F-boy love island. Yeah, I saw that one tweet of demand. <laughs> Apparently a Russian mercenary is seeking exile there, by the way. <laughs> so the island is very popular this week. All right, our first port of call. <laughs> You'll be off to Exile Island if you do that again. It's $7 million island where we met Nurse Sarah who opened up on what she'd do with the prize money. I'm so passionate towards the environment. Having the money behind me to start a brand which all the profits go to supporting the environment. <laughs> if she's a nurse, I'm worried about her patience. Yes. <laughs> Some are calling the show a survivor ripoff, mm. but I'm getting more world's worst episode of MasterChef. Next up, we have the Sago Worm. Oh, hell no! <laughs> no! Apparently, it tastes like chicken. Beautiful. We want to go Mm, Three-piece original. Delicious. <laughs> we were watching and they did manage to eat it. Afterwards, it was chewed up to the chocolate. Perfect. <laughs> All right, setting sail now to Love Island UK, where last week we saw the islanders struggle with big words. And this week we see them struggle with basic geography. And play a game. Let's all say a country. And stick on A for as long as possible. Afghanistan. Asia. <laughs> Short game's good game. Yes. <laughs> Now, not only do they not know geography, they don't appear to know how to flirt either. I'm 22 and I do aesthetics. Do you? Yeah, how old are you? I'm 22 as well. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. You I get that all the time. So all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Something tells me she knows a cosmetic surgeon, so he'll be all right. He, he's 22 in terms of being 35. <laughs> <laughs> And it looks like it's not just the islanders finding love. Cheers to this fun date. Yeah. One of many more. Is that English? Is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the frogs are fucking. Wow. <laughs> He's also hoping to release some tadpoles a little later, so. I think that's actually froggy style. <laughs> I'm more a reverse amphibian kind of guy. <laughs> oh, this boat is sinking. All right. Finally, we're dropping anchor at F-Boy Island, which sadly ended this week, but not before... I know. <laughs> but not before learning that contestant Vernon made quite the impression on the other boys. What does Molly need to know about Vernon? You're a wanker. <laughs> Not to be confused with Wagner, the Bibles. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> 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 
Molly had to weigh up between Vernon and Nick, and she'll let us in on what she's looking for in a man. Can Nick do no wrong? Everybody loves him. He's hot. He's got a big dick. <laughs> Nick with the big. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, because I'm the captain, so yeah. that's fine. <laughs> and that one... That was Christina's million-dollar F-boy Love Island. Over to Disney Plus now, where Kim is organising a fashion show with Dolce & Gabbana and contemplates the unthinkable. Oh, my God, maybe my music for the show to, at the Dolce show will yes. win a Grammy. Yes. <laughs> Get your outfits ready, ladies. She's going to dress us. Did you, did you imagine oh, if I was, like, that full of myself? <laughs> we think you're more full of silicon, but that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney's husband, Travis Barker, is vegan. Uh, so the family attended the opening of his new vegan restaurant in Calabasas. But maybe the vegan diet isn't for everyone. It's really cool that Travis made this lifestyle choice 15 years ago to be vegan and then has gone on to open these restaurants with his friend and chef, Tal. I heard you've been eating crayons. And paper at school? <laughs> well, at least he's eating his greens. Yeah. Already smartest member of the family. <laughs> and now to some music news with the Glastonbury Music Festival happening over the weekend in the UK with headline acts like the Foo Fighters, Guns N' Roses, Elton John. One of my personal favourites was Lizzo, who makes music about love. Self-love, family love, friend love. Censored love. <laughs> and an Aussie icon made a surprise appearance, Oscar winner Kate Blanchett. She showed us why she's an actor and not a dancer. <laughs> I think that was right before she was picked up by a sniffer dog. No, I don't think that's quite. No, I don't think so. I'm embarrassed because we're all laughing. That's quite close to how I dance. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly limbs. <laughs> Would you ever do Dancing with the Stars? Oh, don't you have to be a star? <laughs> <laughs> if, if they relax the rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, dancing you... with who's available? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mel, continue. Okay. Kate wasn't the only Oscar winner gracing the Glastonbury stage. Tilda Swinton missed the memo and decided she'd read some poetry. One hears, for instance, the rattling of a mirror not quite firmly fastened to the wall. You're a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my week in arts and entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Would you please say, Melchizedek! Welcome back to the Chiefs Day. It's been another massive week in the world of sport to take us through it all. Would you please welcome to the show, writer, comedian, friend of the show, Adam Rosenberg. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to see you, Adam. Thanks for coming back. Absolute pleasure. Uh, look, there's been a lot going on yeah. in sport, and I wanted to start with Cristiano Ronaldo, the mm. football superstar, who during a game this week revealed the high-performance secret to his longevity and success. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful to see self-love. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. He was actually given a yellow card for a dangerous tackle. Was so, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot going on there. 
Uh, but it's been a big week in the Ashes with both the men and women winning their first test, the second test starting tomorrow night. But Fox Sports' Kerry O'Keefe was more interested in the batting of our opposition. And if Joe Root's batting, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's cricket's Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of stumps we're talking about. Yeah, it is, yes. Yeah. Uh, Kerry actually streams the ashes on Pornhub. Oh. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Yes, that is right. Yes, that is right. Is that right? Yeah, that is right. Yeah. And it didn't stop there. English commentator Kevin Peterson was also full of praise for Joe Root. What, what uh, brilliant this morning was uh, Joe Root and how he just owned the game. He ran the game, he was pure quality, and he just owned that space. And just had it, all, all of this lot were just scratching their heads, going, what do we do? Well, sort well, of. Well, he's out now. He got 40. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Doctors announced that Kevin Peterson was the first person to ever suffer fourth-degree burns. Really? Yeah. 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 He it there. Now there are a lot of celebrities at the match, but one fan really stood out. Has Darth Vader been arrested? I'm afraid that's what's happened there. He had it coming, didn't he? I, guess. I, think he did I just saw the back of that. Darth Vader, I think, being escorted out of the ground. <laughs> you know, I love it. He was at LBW leg before Wookie. Oh. Really? So, yeah. Oh, okay. We're like that, are we? That's fine. <laughs> no, but you know what I love? As he was going out, if the chant started up, you're going home in the back of the Death Star. <laughs> Okay. Now, English spinner uh, Moen Alley is likely to miss the next match after issues with his spinning finger, but fellow spinner Nathan Lyon wasn't revealing any of his secrets. On the, the, the previous question about, about spinning fingers, um, like, I, I, have you got any... I mean, you give it a big rip, you've got a lot of balls. Do you have any sort of, you know, t tips, techniques to keep the, the skin on, on your fingers strong? I mean, like Graham Swan always, always used to, he said that the best thing was... Was, was like piss like, to dip in a job. Have you? Is, is that all? No, no, like. Uh, <laughs> like. like um, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I do, but. I'm not going to. I don't have to tell you what I don't have to tell you what I do in my hotel room. Exactly. Here's the Nathan line. <laughs> he, he only dipped his fingers in it. He didn't. Oh, okay. He didn't drink um, it. Yeah. Just to let you know, you've passed your drug test, Tim. Oh, so, I do need that sample back. <laughs> yeah, because everyone thinks that Tim's on performance enhancing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> when do they kick in? Lush, lush, lush. I'm on Cricket's version of Viagra, all right? Yeah. So I'm looking strong. Now, Queenslanders are in party mode after convincingly winning the first two State of Origin matches over New South Wales. And I've got a bit of an issue with the State of Origin. It's been a blowout the last couple of years. Uh, New South Wales handled pressure about as well as a home-built submarine. And I just think... <laughs> And I just think they're down 2 nil already. It's already over. And I just think there's not enough competition in it. Do we need to bring in some incentives and maybe introduce relegation? Relegation? Into... There's, there's only two teams. <laughs> well, maybe if they get relegated, then another team comes in. Like who? Wagner. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that piss has gone to your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, Queensland celebrated hard, and here's one of their inner sanctum, Elfie Langer, continuing to inspire everyone at a pub after the game.
Unfortunately, that counted as one of the songs. So that To horse racing, and the annual Royal Ascot was held in the UK this week. And as with any day at the races, it was all about showcasing the latest fashion trends. But we've never seen anything like this. Take a look at this. If you're talking about fashion, Juco de Como, a horse that's over from Norway. Look at these for a pair of sunglasses. These are as good as you'll ever see. I feel like you buried the lead with the guy in the top hat. Yes. <laughs> I was more looking at the horse to look like he's wearing the Apple Vision Pros. Oh, really? (laughs) But they weren't. You know what I'm saying? I've been there. That horse has come straight to work from the nightclub. (laughs) Yeah. He's been on the ketamine all weekend. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. But uh, sticking with fashion, uh, the NBA draft took place over the weekend where some of America's most in-demand models compete for a basketball contract. (laughs) Fashion played a huge part with Grady Dick, the 10th pick, a showstopper, as was number three Scoot Henderson, picked up by the Portland Trailblazers. Now, you know what they look like? They look like a couple of blokes who've just come back from Vietnam and picked up a couple of $14 tailored suits. (laughs) Because they just didn't look like good suits. They looked highly flammable. Yeah. I was concerned. <laughs> have been drafted by the Baz Luhrmann Bullets, though, so that's probably <laughs> having fun there. Now, it's become quite a tradition in the US to dress up before the draft. Here are some other draftees from previous years. Uh, here's Chuck Person in the white, who stopped into the draft on his way to the prom. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 There's Maurice Taylor, who, after getting drafted, was able to quit his job flapping about outside the car wash. Right. <laughs> Uh, we've got Tim Thomas here. Now, he's not actually that tall. It's just the pinstripes that make him look that way. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's not just limited to the NBA. Uh, here's NFL running back Emmett Smith, who at the end of the draft made balloon animals for everyone. So... <laughs> Nice to lend that look to Kate Blanchett as well for glasses. <laughs> and finally to the fights. The sweet science of beating the shit out of someone where Fernando Martinez retained his IBF bantamweight title on Saturday by defeating Jade Bornier, but Bornier unfortunately left everything out there. His, his right ear, it looks like it's about to explode on James Thompson and it blood it may have just happened. No, 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 no. Oh, my God, indeed. No, 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 no. At least he didn't hear. At least he didn't hear them when they told him he lost. I mean, there's positives to it. Surely his nickname now, his nickname now is Chopper. <laughs> We've got to take a break. Would you please thank Adam Rosenberg? <laughs> Welcome back to the Chief Sense. Big week in the world of music. Time for music. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor is coming to the Glastonbury Festival. Rick Astley. Arctic Monkeys. And Lizzo. I am the king of rock and roll. I'm looking forward to seeing Tay Tay. <laughs> Would you please welcome radio, TV presenter, author and podcaster, massive music fan and secret Swifty, it's Bridget Husway. Good to see you, Bridget. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Not so secret. Well, not so secret. This is a big week for Taylor Swift. She oh. announced she's coming to Australia. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> and she's here. She's here tonight. Yeah. You are a massive Taylor Swift fan. Yeah, I'm a bit of an 
OG fans, so I was very lucky enough to be at her first ever Melbourne show. Wow. Even have the ticket. Do you want to see oh, yeah, it? Nice. This is so rare. If we get a little zoomy somehow. So her first Melbourne show was the 9th of March 2009. It was like a month before I turned 18. It was an under 18 show. 52 bucks. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's you a can, steal. And you could probably sell that ticket for more yes. than that now. I reckon I could sell this for the price of the top tier ticket for yeah. this Errors tour. Yeah. But also, shout out to past Bridget for how pristine condition this is in. Like, and it's just in two Ziploc bags. Like, it's the most responsible thing I've I ever done. The Ziploc bags are a little dusty. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Can I just have a look at the... Can I just have a look at the ticket? This is amazing. Yep. Taylor Swift, supported by Craig McLaughlin and Check One Two. Oh, there you go. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. So you went in 2009. Yep. She's now coming back... To, it's a new tour, it's Eras, I think it is? Yeah, the Eras tour. So essentially it's like a greatest hits tour, right? Yeah. So it's the tour covering all of her albums so far. We're 10 albums deep, which means it's a pretty big set list. I'm talking 44 songs. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to do the math... Six more songs. <laughs> six more songs. <laughs> Basically. So yeah. 44 songs, if we're going to do the math... It's about a three and a half hour set list. Yeah. Yeah, she's decent. So I feel like a lot of people would be worried, and especially when we're thinking like mid-Feb, it is peak summer, these are outdoor shows. Yeah. How do you survive a three and a half hour concert? Don't don't fear, TikTok have got us covered with tips. If you want to strategically plan your bathroom breaks and sit down breaks, I got you. I have a list. I'm such a Virgo for this list, but here is the best times to go to the bathroom. At the end of the day, please just go when you need to go. <laughs> yeah, and that's on priorities. Yeah. But even in the US, people are going to such extreme lengths that they are not even going to the bathroom at all. In an effort to not miss a single oh, moment no. of the pop star's iconic show, one video shared on TikTok shows two girls putting on adult diapers or dressed in their Taylor Swift inspired outfits. Though a lot of commenters have been calling them out for not being able to hold it for three hours. <laughs> Committed to the cause, I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> Would you wear an adult diaper to go to the show? Um, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry is my standard um, pickup line. Um, we just met. <laughs> sorry, we, we, have, we have just met. Um, so tickets, they're on sale this week for shows in Sydney and Melbourne. And I, I reckon Taylor Swift fever, it's already taking hold. Well, it might look like fun and games now. Just wait until next week when it becomes the Hunger Games competition to secure a ticket will be incredibly tired. I'm watching you. Okay, Settle down, Ray. Settle down, Calm down, Ray. He's not joking, though, because he is, like, a hardcore Swifty. Oh, right. Yeah, I know. He's not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a, he did fight that girl. <laughs> Channel 9's Lara Valla also hit the streets. So we took to the streets of Sydney to see if we can find some Swifties, and I think we may have even found a Taylor doppelganger. I was thinking about getting tickets this morning just because... <laughs> she just has bomb here. Interest. Like, the woman in the background on the poster looks more like... Yes. <laughs> the Taylor's status of fever, it's gripping the nation, it's got everyone talking. I normally talk to uh, members of the media on matters such as national security, uh, defence, infrastructure, uh, one of my personal interests mental health. But today uh, I'm talking to you about Taylor Swift. <laughs> Lara Valla described him as a doppelganger. Yes. So that's, that's amazing. That, that's Liberal MP Andrew Wallace. He started a, peti a petition to try and get Taylor to come to Queensland. It's all on his website. I want to encourage all Queenslanders to go, go to my website, which is uh, uh, 
you'll be able to put a link there. But... <laughs> He doesn't know his own Swipe website. Up. Swipe, Swipe up. up. It is a fancy. He did manage to remember it. Go to www.cometoqueensland.com and uh, <laughs> so, you. so close. So you are going to go. So one of the pre-sales was yesterday. There's another pre-sale tomorrow. Are you yeah. going to try and join in, on, yeah. join in on that? Unfortunately, I had no luck with the American Express because I couldn't find myself a rich daddy. But, you know, can't win them all. <laughs> so tomorrow I'm one of the people getting in on the frontier. But also the MCC members at the MCG, a.k.a. footy lads, um, <laughs> they have access. And I just wanted to put it out there. Any dating advice that well. I could pass on? <laughs> Stick with me. If you are an MCC member and you are on any of the dating apps, say it in your bio. You will have girlies swiping, swiping, yeah. swiping, super liking, throwing your roses. You're welcome. <laughs> I got you. Talk, talk amongst yourselves. I just, I just watched him get his own pin code wrong three times. <laughs> Two guys. So with this tour, it is a max four ticket per person. So you, it's like MySpace top eight energy. You have to nut down who you're going to take, who your four friends are going to be. But I've already found that like secret alliances are then being formed within your top four. Tim, imagine having four friends. I know. <laughs> I, I have four friends in the sense I have one. <laughs> so who's, who's going to make you four? You've obviously got you, three MCC daddies. Who else is going to be in that four? <laughs> well, so I had I, I planned on doing the two MCG, one Sydney. I'm just going all in. Like I'm I'm aiming high, shooting for the stars. Yeah. But I had one of my friends call me up and she was like, oh hey, I can get two of those American Express pre-sales right now. And I was like, but what about so and so? And she was like, oh, you know. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa Am I on Survivor? Because I cannot outwit, outlast, outplay. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Some fans will go to any lengths to get these Taylor Swift tickets. Um, I will sell all my limbs if I have to. I will sell my right toe. <laughs> I will sell all my limbs. I will sell my right toe. I kind of love the nicheness. Like, there's a market for it. So. Yeah. She implies that she only has one right toe. I think she's <laughs> sold the rest. Well, you're allowed four friends in a head. So she, she, she can get in. Hey, well, Bridget, good luck getting them this week. You can hear Bridget on her podcast, Figuring Out 30. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please thank Bridget Hustway! And it's that time of the show. Time to award our... Reportera de la Semana. Yes. Reporter of the Week. This is where we honour Spanish reporters doing journalismo fantastico. Yes. And our reportera of the semana this week goes to Maria Fente mm. from Spanish News, who reported on travel chaos. Pues sí, apenas quedan 24 horas para abandonar este gesto, un gesto que llevamos repitiendo desde okay. hace dos Get años y meses concretamente. Desde el 3 de mayo de 2020. Mm -hmm. Ahora ya deja de ser obligatoria a partir de mañana, aunque hemos hablado That is fantastico. <laughs> Congratulations to Maria Fente, 2S, our... <laughs> Reportera de la Semana. And moving on now... Now, as odd as this might sound, one of the gorillas at Melbourne Zoo got the sack today. <laughs> a cushion sack. 
Eight-year-old Tansy was having the time of his life with the bag. The sacks were given to the gorillas to encourage them to play and explore. Zoo visitors a little late on the scene were shocked to see the sack on the move. We're moving on now and let's head to Canberra. The glitz, the glam and one of Australia's best performers. Rhonda Birchmore taking on a role she never thought she would. Rhonda Birchmore, friend of the show. <laughs> Rhonda Birchmore, amigo of the show. He's in a new show, and what can audiences expect? The legend trading some of the largest venues in the world for the intimate feel of Canberra's Playhouse Theatre. The audience are so close. Um, I love it. I, I actually reach out and touch the audience. Sit down, Rhonda. Just jumping on the pre-sale now. Uh, <laughs> Look, what's the show all about? Bringing a rare touch of European-style entertainment to Australia. <laughs> the new musical Cheeks to the Charcoal, um, which is coming. So that, that, that looks like a must-see. Yes. Staying in Canberra. To the weather now. And uh, we have a couple of viewer pictures for you tonight, including one from a very well-known Canberra resident. Anthony Albanese sent in this snap of his dog, Toto. Congratulations, you won the $20 Coles voucher. <laughs> Still, though, there was a problem with the photo. Now, some viewers will notice that this is not in landscape mode, but because Anthony is the Prime Minister, we have made an exception just this once. <laughs> Typical ABC bending over backwards <laughs> to accommodate the left. Jesus. What other pictures were sent in? Sending in this stomach shot from Chapman. Thank you all. On that note, we're done. We'll see you next week right here in the TV.